You're right over there, Barnsley. I'm just trying to get comfortable. You know? Hello, everyone. We are back in full swing. The team is back together. Wow, she great to see you, mate. Great to see you both. That sounds very loud to me. It is very loud. <laughs> yeah, great to see you. You both and be back in at work and, and in at the podcast studio. We missed you. We did. Missed you guys too. Oh, we've had some nice hugs since. <laughs> Good. Barnsley showed me how to hug properly this morning. Shout out to you, Mum, uh, for teaching me to rub it, not pat, and to hold for five seconds. Yep. No, it is five seconds, and then the longer you hold, the more you kind of love or care for the person. Yeah. Um, Jack and, and I hug each other oh. for hours. For, 47 <laughs> minutes in the sauna, wasn't it? <laughs> You're painting the weirdest home life. We hey. see each other like five minutes. Hey, bro, how was your day? Yeah, good, man. What are you up to? Don't oh, you lie. We are sleeping together in the single bed. We are sauntering together. It's top and tail. <laughs> yeah. We're just embracing constantly. And we can only have one shower a day or else the mould comes. Yeah. So we have like a time and it's like, all right, you shower. Go, go, go. Oh, I thought you were going to say you shower together. Oh, we do. No, He's we do. lying. And ba- I bath and watch. Um, well, she away for a couple of weeks. Um, we'll dive straight into it. Um, I asked you before we started recording if we could touch on, on, on why you've been away and, and if you wouldn't mind um, kind of just giving us a bit of a rundown on um, on what's been going on with your family. Absolutely. So um, it was yeah two weeks ago uh, yesterday. Uh, Lenny, um, they called, the daycare just called and said that he had a fever and um, wasn't too well, so we went and got him and then had him at home the the next sort of 24 hours and was, yeah, pretty pretty unwell. But um, Nurofen and Panadol were sort of bringing down his temperature and and he was, yeah, uncomfortable. We just thought he was pretty sick. And then he wasn't drinking at all, so it got to the point on one of the, or the I think it was the next night, so it would have been Thursday night, that he was yeah massively dehydrated and he'd reached his daily uh, intake for Panadol and Nurofen like he couldn't have any more. He was maxed out and he still had a massive fever. So Sarah was like, oh, can you take him in to the hospital? I was like, yep, I'll do that. Thinking that might be a real quick sort of process and uh, went up there and emergency was pumping as it always is when you, when you want to go in. Um, and he was, yeah, screaming and um, wasn't, wasn't super comfortable so sat there for a few hours um, and eventually got taken through to the hallway which was a, a slight upgrade um, and same thing he was just yeah like screaming not not comfortable had, still had a massive temperature couldn't have any more Panadol and Nurofen um, and then yeah sort of went through everything had all his obs done and everything the doctor was pretty concerned um, and he's like I'll oh, put a nasogastric tube in just to get his fluids up um, and that was a, a big ordeal because the nurse, you could tell, didn't want to do it, and um, she's like, oh, no, he's drinking enough, and I'm like, oh, he's drank like 200 mils for the whole day. I don't think he has. Um, so that was the first big experience, holding him down for about 25 minutes while they were trying to get that in, and later we found out up at the, the children's ward that it took so long because it was something it used on 18-year-old kids, not three-year-olds. It was like way too big, and... They were like, oh, I'm disgusted that they put that in. Um, so that was the the first thing. And then 
after that, yeah, they started the fluids and got him in. Um, and then it got to about nine o'clock the next morning and I was buggered because I hadn't slept at that point. So Sarah came and swapped out. Um, and then we uh, got, to, yeah, he got taken up to the children's ward and then um, pretty much it was just a series of uh, he's not getting better um, for about a week or so. Um, and they just kept on saying it was this RSV. Don't actually know what that stands for, but it's a, it's a it's a virus. It's really bad in kids at the minute. And they kept on saying, "Oh, everyone, all the kids on the ward have RSV. It's just like a really bad thing. It's sort of like the flu, but just really bad in kids." Um, and that's all he's got. And there's nothing wrong. And we kept on saying, "Oh, his ears really sore," and he kept on saying his ears sore. Um, and then one day it was like he was laying on his side, and we looked at the pillow, and it was just like covered in green pus. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, he's perforated his eardrum. And they're like, well, you, you didn't even look at it. You weren't listening, um, which was frustrating. Um, and then, yeah, so that was all good. And then just continued to have fevers. And he'd sort of come good for a few hours in little patches when I think it was a neurofin that was probably working better and that would bring his temperature down and he'd be happy. But you can only have that three times a day. So then it was just managing that. Um and then, yeah, eventually um, got to the point where he'd had like that many temperatures and his, like, his brain, they, w- they weren't sure what was going on. Um, and he started to sort of like when he was walking, not that he was walking much, um, he was like swaying side to side and like fell to the ground a few times and just, yeah, like stopped um, speaking as much and was um, like super agitated all the time and was like just shaking and stuff. So then they did an MRI, which was the next good experience of holding him down and, and trying to trying to work through that stuff. Um, and that came back relatively normal. They just said that there was something from when he was born prematurely, um, but like it wouldn't have been causing any of that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, sort of over the next five or six days, slowly came good and then uh, it got to the point where today he yeah so we got out on Monday so three days ago and then today he seems to be back to himself which is which is good but um, yeah tough tough couple of weeks um, and just like things logistically as well so like obviously having Hudson at home um, if you want to. Like, obviously, we're not going to leave Lenny, a three-year-old, up there by himself. So, um, like, wanting to swap and stuff, then you've got to take Huddy in to then give to Sarah on the way out and swap places and so on. So we were massively fortunate that um, my mum came up and looked after Huddy pretty much for a, a week or so. And then my sister actually came and got him and took him back to Warrnambool for a few days to to chill out with um, with her daughters and... And that was really good for him, and he, I think he loved that. But just like, yeah, little things like that, and then as simple as mum and dad had just got back from a, a long holiday and don't have a, a heap of cash sitting there, so it was tough for mum to then take a week off work. Um, and then I didn't even realise it, but it got sort of like a week in, and dad said something about, oh, I can't go anywhere. And I didn't even think, like, mum's got the car, so he's at home literally by himself, can't go anywhere. And you just, like, feel bad for stuff like that. You feel bad for for Huddy that's been sort of neglected at home and then obviously Lenny because he's sick and then like you feel bad for Sarah because obviously she's going through plenty up at the hospital as we're swapping as well. So um, 
yeah, pretty tough couple of weeks, but um, super happy and grateful to be back to some form of normality now. Mm. Mm. Challenging, mate. Yeah. Um, my question, Tim, as a father, a lot of things out of your control in those situations. You know, you're speaking how um, Lenny was complaining about his ear and you're trying to get that across to, to the doctors, the nurses, the professionals. Where does the frustration kind of lie in those situations when you're trying to be like, hey, like this is my boy, like as a father, what are you kind of going through during those moments? Yeah, it's tough and probably the thing that adds another level of complexity is that Sarah's worked in emergency as a nurse for six or seven years and is also now a midwife, so deals with young young children and, and that sort of stuff from a medical point of view as well. And just like the frustration of, oh, like he's been here for a week and hasn't had a blood test. And just like you think, oh, I think the thing that happened is that they go, oh, he's got RSV, there's like 20 other kids here with RSV, he's just got the exact same thing. And that's obviously not a good thing to do in a medical sense, um, just like grouping everyone together and not treating each symptom as it comes. It's more just like, oh, yeah, he's got this, this and this, he's got RSV, takes three to five days to, to get over, let's just give him some fluids and let him chill um, and not looking a bit deeper. And I think that was probably the frustrating thing. And it took, yeah, like probably over a week when they're saying, oh, yeah, he should be better by now. And you're like, well, he's not. He's still got temperatures. He still feels like shit. He's not able to walk and all that sort of stuff for them to actually then action something. Um, yeah, so yeah, just super frustrating from, from that point of view. But like, and then at the same point of view, you want to say these are all, like there were points where there were seven or eight doctors coming around. You're like, these are, very, very intelligent people that can all sort of work together, surely. Like, you'd want to back them in to find the answer as opposed to, I've got no medical training. So, like, you assume that they know better than you, which is hard as well. Were you, you're a smart man, were you trying to Google, trying to find the solution yourself, or were you just full faith in medical professionals? Yeah, 100%. Full faith in the Yeah, I didn't once sort of Google or anything so you'd, you'd back them in to, to work that out and then I think just yeah Sarah's understanding of everything sort of if I wasn't sure on anything she'd sort of clear it up so fill in the gaps yeah and mentally you're doing alright because I suppose as, as a dad as as well you know we're all backbones but in that situation you know you're the backbone you're a big backbone of your family how, how do you kind of process each day because your boy's sick your, your your other son is you know off with his cousins and you're seeing your fiance kind of be tired you're tired but you've also got to hold it down w- where are you at mentally yeah no I'm I'm good now um probably when things weren't improving I was struggling a little bit um and I think there was just a point where I got that run down where one day I woke up with a fever myself and I was like oh fuck I've probably just run myself into the ground here um and then there was just like trying to still get work done and stuff um, as much as I could. Um, so then, yeah, like all these, like it got to the point. Um, I think there was there was one day where I was like, oh, like this, like I feel like absolute shit here. And there was a, another little incident. So mum has 
like a fair few medications and there's one that she'd been taken for like 20 years and I think this was sort of like nearly the tipping point but didn't quite get me. Um, she like was sitting at home looking after Hudson and she hadn't had her medication for three days and she'd had it like every day for 20 years and obviously you don't do that with prescription medications and I think she was just that a like in the moment of looking after him that she was like just saying, oh, we'll get through this and I'll have it when I can. Um, and she messaged her and she's like, I've been spewing all day because um, I haven't had this. I've been like shaking and have a bad headache and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think Lenny had had a bad day. Sarah was under the pump. Um, I'd been back home to Huddy a couple of times that day and he was like upset when I was leaving and then coming and going. And then it was... Uh, just before nine o'clock at night because the pharmacy in Warnable was closing at nine and we were going back and forth um, trying to get mum's prescription sent to the one in Ballarat so that I could get it and, and take it away. And they were like, oh, no, it hasn't been sent properly and it was just about to close. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be a, a massive thing because she probably really needs it because she's at home chucking up and feeling like absolute shit. And I think, like, in that moment, just the frustration of of everything, I, I got close to, to sort of losing it. But, um, yeah, held on and, and pushed through. Um, it was actually ironic. I was listening to put on Out the Gate, the, uh, the episode with Holly, um, talking about uh, how, you, how you sort of deliver news and deal with things and, and stuff like that. And... Can't remember the exact terminology. I was relatively tired and everything, but um, Holly said you can either sort of do something about it or you can sit back and, and feel sorry for yourself. So I just sort of chilled myself out and made sure the prescription got done and, and went from there. Um, so it was a calming voice at that time. Thank you, Holly. Well done, Holly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Whew. Yeah, we were worried, and I know you drips and drabs information to the boys and to the team and stuff but of course you when you hear one of the boys is, is going through that I suppose as an outsider you can only just go all right well positive thoughts yeah that's all you can really give you can't do anything no that's exactly right but you're back into it yes it's been great to have you how have you felt being back at work the last couple of days being away from Lenny um I think yesterday afternoon I was a bit sort of edgy to to get home, um, and yeah, one to make sure that he was alright, but also two to give Sarah a bit of a rest um, after a big day. Uh, but yeah, today I feel much better knowing that he was so good this morning coming in, um, and obviously yeah, Hudson's at daycare, so I think that helps a little bit. But um, yeah, no, I think like from Today onwards, I'll be I'll be sorted and and feeling pretty good. Like just that, yeah, relief that he's looking pretty much back to himself. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I remember that takes me back to him when you shared um, the story about how you were taking the boys' uh, cots or their little beds away, and we were talking about the moments that matter. Like, I think Link said to me when I was going through something, it's like it's not always flowers and and chocolates at your door. It's not always fun times. Sometimes it's it's 
the trips to the hospital. It's these nightmare situations, but they're still moments in the story. They're still part of the journey. And thank God, not that I'm a religious person, but thank God that you're on the tail end of it. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, I... Um I thought that the other day myself as well. I was like, like even at home, like mum was a great help cleaning and, and cooking and all that sort of stuff. And then you get the house all clean and, and everything. But then when Lenny's back home, you sort of just let everything go. And I was walking around last night and I was like, having our dinner, house is an absolute mess. There's dishes piled up everywhere. Um, boys aren't asleep. Like all this all of these things, and I was just like, no, it's it's okay. Like, it doesn't have to be, house doesn't have to be spotless all the time. Boys don't have to be perfectly in bed at 8 o'clock every night and, and all that sort of stuff, and it's probably just being okay with that. Um, so it was, yeah, a good little reflection as well. Um, Obviously, <coughs> you and your parents went through you being quite unwell um, when you were growing up. Did that give you a greater, obviously it was only two weeks compared to the, the longer term that you were um, unwell, did that give you a greater appreciation of what they were doing? Um, I hadn't thought of that, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think you saying that now yeah, just brings in a rush of, of thoughts and feelings, but yeah, 100%, it definitely, it definitely would. Um, but yeah, I couldn't, like mum was... Mum in particular, Dad was at home looking after the other kids and stuff, but she was so good during that period being away from, like just even as simple as being away from Dad and, and the other kids. Like you you don't appreciate as a 12, 13-year-old. Well, you do appreciate it, but you're not anywhere to the, to the same sort of level. And I think just over time of, um, yeah, really appreciate, like as a, I think probably the first point was having the boys. Mm. Like when that happened, you sort of realise all these things that your mum and dad had done for you growing up and and you just appreciate everything that they've done so much more. But, yeah, I think probably in reflection I'll have a bit more of a think about that and, yeah, that all, yeah, like two weeks versus a couple of years for, for mum, like I couldn't imagine. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think the other thing is mum is just, was like pretty concerned about Lenny um, and was probably doing what you were saying, Googling things and chatting other people and, and so on and sending through, oh, it could be this, could be this and so on and, and was always sort of pushing us to push the doctors to look at certain things um, and that probably just comes from the point of she's been through been through that before and is trying to find the answer and, and help us as soon as she can. Mm. Mm. Know, interesting thought. Yeah. Communities, everything, your loved ones, your your community that you surround yourself with. Very important. It's good you had your support systems in place. That's that's an important thing. Yeah, absolutely. So very glad that it's on the out skirts you were missed. Um, we had a few fill-ins. We spoke to Chris last week, and then we had Holly the week before. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely, it's it's no Tim Welsh, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Me and Link, we're going to start talking about the weather. <laughs> Speaking of, it's horrible in Ballarat. <laughs> Jeez. It's miserable. It is miserable. Bloody weather. Um, and thanks for bringing in some butch. Yep. We've uh, mm. I had a, and an, another challenging moment was uh, 
the, the butch was ready to go and um, it obviously has a certain time frame when it's fermented that you need to bottle it within and had to tip it down the sink because I just didn't have time to bottle it. Um, and you know I would have been there beck and call. Straight away I would have been there. But in the situation, it doesn't matter. But next time, holler, holler at your boy. Absolutely. And I'll whiz around there on my bike. <laughs> Tanner bike. Tanner bike. I'll dub, I'll, dub, I'll dinky uh, Barnsley over <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll bash that shit up. Absolutely. Done. Anytime. No, 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 there's plenty in the fridge though. We're not running, running low. So it's looking good. Just keep on, keep on building it and we'll go from there. Perfect. Well, thank you for sharing. We appreciate the update. Um, and as always, to the listener, thank you for tuning in. Um, I know, I know, we were all. I know my dad was going. Where's Welshie? So he'll appreciate this one. And um, massive love to my older sister who has had uh, her twin babies. Just thought I'd sh- show some love. Um, they have been named. <gasps> they have been named Jack. Uh, no, oh. Jack Junior. Jeez, that'd be a worry. Oliver, Peter, Chamberlain. Peter is my father's name. Oliver, as I think, has a, a family significance to Sam, my brother-in-law. And then the little girl's name is Frida Mary Chamberlain. Frida was my gran, my mum's mum. And Mary is my sister's middle name. And I think some significance on, again, my brother-in-law's side of the family. So really beautiful. Alice, congratulations. You're going to be an incredible mother. You're a great sister. Um, I know you'll be tuning in from Perth, so love you lots. Um, and I better shout out, uh, otherwise I'll get in trouble as well. Congratulations to my sister and Joel for getting engaged on Sunday. Uh, Joel got down on the on the one knee and popped the question. And before Joel could even ask the question, actually, Becky had already said yes. So that was fantastic. Um, oh. uh, but yeah, massive congrats to those two. And now Soph gets to be in a wedding, which is as a flower girl, I'd assume, uh, which is pretty cool. Good news. Very good news. Perfect boys. Well, great episode. Tim, let's sign out on some uh, on, on, on what we're drinking right now. We've got the uh the superberry flavour today. I uh, won't reveal too much of the uh the tricks of the trade, but we've got a we've got a superberry. Um relatively happy with the uh the, the batch. Um good fizz, good flavour. We'll uh we'll bring it to stores near you soon. Shits out the gate. Shits out the gate. Shits out the gate. Shits out the gate.